Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, we highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Monday, August 24th, 2020. Today we are putting the patent pending movie scale to the test. We are reviewing Project Power starring Jamie Foxx, the newest Netflix movie. Uh, trending number one on Netflix, at least at the time I was watching it. Uh, starring Jorson, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and some other people I don't know. Casey Neistat, YouTuber, makes a cameo. He was great in it. Dominique, in a short amount of time. Dominique Fishback. Who was that? I believe that's the girl. Okay. Uh, Robin. Gotcha. Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, yeah. He's in it for a brief minute. Uh, yeah. Putting the patent pending movie scale to the test. Uh, it was an enjoyable movie. I'll say that much. Get into the details later. Let's get into the show. 20, 10, 5, touchdown. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. I don't feel so good. Hulk! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! All right, Ty. Project Power, starring Jamie Foxx. 
I took a Project Power pill before this, and my superpower, I can now podcast standing up. That's incredible. Oh. First, I still can't dunk. First time in Within the Lines history, we were both standing up for a podcast. I don't know how I feel about it yet. It's hot out here in California. and Our um, chairs are not very ventilated. No. No, they're not, to say the least. <laughs> so we're doing this. I'm mobile. And it just makes it... I. It really makes me realize how much taller I am than you. I, I can like, see you just fine. I think we're on the same level. It looks like you're sitting <laughs> still. <laughs> you look exactly the same. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, starring Jamie Foxx. Uh, of course, spoiler alerts. Go watch it if you want uh, to it's, not. It's just permanent spoiler alert for this podcast. I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah. I'm not even going to say it. Uh, the plot of the movie, basic plot, is pretty much uh, there is a pill that grants superpowers for five minutes. You don't know what your power is until you have it. You t- it's pretty much a drug in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people take the pills, get their powers, do whatever. But you could also overdose on the pill and just explode, like just, just literally explode. They had one or guy do your, that in the movie. your power, like it just you can overdose on it, or it just the first time you take it, you die. Yeah, it's not even an overdose. Oh well, yeah, that's what I meant. The first time you okay. take it, you could just die yeah. if you have too much bad energy, and then you could overdose. And I guess one of the people that had it like froze to death because their superpower was freezing. Um, I guess would that be considered an overdose? Maybe um, that's just bad, bad luck. Bad luck of the draw. Um. So yeah, and then the series Jamie Fox. He is a uh, former military personnel. Yep. I believe. Yep. And his daughter gets taken by these people because they want to test on her because of I guess something we can explain deeper when we give our plot slash story score. So he's going on this wild goose hunt, pretty much something we've seen in a lot of movies, just going up the food chain of a dealer to the next guy to the next guy, eventually finding out who has his daughter, saves his daughter, meets a friend along the way, a girl. She's one of the dealers, kind of turns her life around. Cop, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he's friends with the girl because he takes the pills on the side to even the playing field, he said. Hmm. Um, And yeah, it culminates in them getting the daughter back and just hoorah, everything's, and they stop the... I actually don't really know what they stop besides just getting the daughter back. They stopped the project of giving people power. The power people. I think the pills were still around, though. <laughs> they didn't, like... They blew up the entire boat and took the girl who was making the pills. They were making the pills off the daughter. Oh, were they? Yeah, there's like fun, like, things hooked up to her, and you could see, like, they were making the pills, like, siphoning oh, her shit. I didn't... See, I didn't pick that up. Do mm. you need to adjust your score? No. <laughs> just kidding. No, I do not. Let's uh let's talk about it, Jay. Would you give it for plot slash story, sir? Hold on, I, I feel like I'm at a podium giving a presidential speech. <laughs> My fellow Americans. Well, that's not president anymore. You gotta call. Well, I'm giving a presidential speech. You gotta call someone stupid and not. Um, <laughs> my, my lowest score. I will say that much. Twelve. Right on with you. I have twelve. Also, my lowest score. Okay, so there's multiple reasons why I gave this a 12. And I almost have a deeper – I have, like, a shallow reason and a deep reason. Jason, I'm going to be honest. We don't have anything after this review for this podcast. Get nice and deep with me. I want you to go balls deep. Okay, shallow. Well, I want to give the shallow one first. Okay. Because there's two different there's two different reasonings for me. Shallow is – we've kind of seen this movie before. It's dad looking for his daughter. How many times have we seen that? Liam Neeson should have been cast in this movie. Um, I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Continue. That Liam Neeson should have been casted? Yeah. No, I don't actually mean that. I know. Then why do you disagree? Because I just wanted to get that on record. <laughs> um, we've just seen, you know, the whole kind of kidnapping. Dad. I mean, John Wick did it for his dog. Um, Jamie Foxx is doing it for his girl. It's not really a complex motivation, um, which you don't really need in a movie like this. Uh, so, but that was, you know, it was just kind of cookie cutter in that regard. And then just kind of him 
being the solo badass kind of mercenary guy. Again, it's just like a John Wick total. I don't want to say rip off because it's not John Wick. I've actually never seen John Wick, so maybe I can't say that. Um, <laughs> John Wick, there's a lot more going on. Yeah, it's just it's just one of those movies though where it's just kind of you know the badass solo guy mercenary. Um, the girl being thrown in was kind of a nice touch, but even then the whole parallels between her and his daughter. She didn't have a dad. You know, her dad, like, ran off or whatever. You know, he's looking for his daughter. That was just kind of, like, you know, forced and uh, kind of a typical side character, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you know. I think he had a – I wouldn't say – he was third. I wouldn't say necessarily side character. He was the third main character. Yes, but just – but the typical um, Paul Walker to Vin Diesel. Just not like – they're not the same character, but just nothing incredible there just the way they wrote him and whatnot. It was just kind of like he was in there, you know. Um, And then a problem I had with it was there wasn't, like, one villain. I guess there was, like, that girl at the end, you know, but, like, she wasn't established the whole way through. And I guess you don't need a villain, but, you know, it was kind of just kind of like, this guy's the bad guy. No, this guy with the beard's the bad guy. Now, no, it's this chick. And it was just kind of like, you know, maybe in a movie where there's superpowers, maybe there should be, like, big bad superpower or something they're taking down the corporation man i get that um the deeper reasoning for giving it a low score and i don't want to take credit for this complete train of thinking because as i've said before i look at reviews um for movies both good and bad just get a a feel of what other people are thinking about it and there was something that kind of opened my eyes um that i saw multiple people saying is this movie had a really cool premise in terms of kind of like a social like a social statement um, a statement on society. Like what's there's like a word for that? Not a social statement. Cultural. I don't know. Fuck no clue. They, commentary. Social commentary. Social commentary. They had an excellent like plot where they really could have drove that. Where it's like they kind of showcase that these people in need. Are you good? You good. Some stretches? I just feel so mobile right now. Um, it's just these. There's these people in need, and it kind of relates to like ju- drugs in general. You know, that kind of feel powerlessness and kind of feel like they need to take this. You know, this project power this pill to have power and kind of overcome things and whatnot and how, you know, the government was, they kind of just slipped that in there. Like, Oh no, the government's testing it on them. They didn't really explain why they didn't go into depth deep on that. And I think they were like cracking the surface of having like this social commentary. And as we saw with American pickle, I like the kind of jokes about the bigger things, the messages about the bigger things. And I think this had the opportunity to do this. And I think it definitely had um, foundations in that. And they probably were thinking of that in some regard, but instead of kind of driving that that home more, they kind of just turned to like action and your typical, you know, turn your brain off movie, which it's fine. You know, they're not at least I hope they weren't trying to make an Oscar winning movie, but <laughs> um, I just think they could have done a lot more. They had a really cool, really, really cool premise um, just in terms of that, you know, and kind of taking a spin on the superhero genre, even though they're not superheroes. But and they just kind of didn't capitalize on that, I think. Yeah. Again, I gave it the same score as you. We always just get the same scores. Uh, I mean, people probably think we collude before the episode. We don't know each other's scores before we talk. No, we don't at all. Nope. Um, I uh, I think it was very very surface level. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with most of what you said. I think they could have done a better social commentary thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they could have talked about it more. They didn't. You yeah. know, it was very much a, a cookie cutter. Well, the government's doing this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And again, they'd be like, why do you think it's in New Orleans? Um, 
and it's like okay whatever and it was they scratched the surface but they yeah and it's it's one of those movies where you know you get flashbacks throughout the whole thing and it's someone was taken from me i need to get them back we've seen it so many times before yeah i think it created decent enough suspense mm-hmm. um you know i think telling the story it, it wasn't lost it knew what it was trying to do yeah could it have executed it much better absolutely yeah you know it could have gone deeper and could have made a better you know, story out of it. Mm-hmm. It did what it had to do. Yeah. Um, and I give it a 12. Yeah. It's a little better than, you know, I wasn't bored. It was a good enough story that kept me entertained. Yeah. The flow of it and everything was fine. There wasn't like, I didn't have anything that dragged or necessarily anything that didn't make like a lot of sense. Yeah. The pacing was good. I understand, understood why everything was happening throughout the story. Yeah. 12 points. Yeah. They just, I just don't, you know, if you're going to scratch that surface, because it seemed like it was intentful, you know, the whole new Orleans, Mm-hmm. And, you know, casting, you know, Jamie Foxx and the cast besides George, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like most of the main cast, you know, is people of color. And it seemed like they were kind of trying to take that, you know, social commentary route, but then they just didn't. Yeah, well, and even with the scene with uh, Jamie Foxx and Robin where they're at the vet and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's like, you know, what do you have that special? Yeah, the system's gamed against you and everything. Yeah, yeah. like, you know, fight back against the system or whatever. Like, they, they very much showed, like, they had intentions of doing that. Yeah. And, you know, that, but it was very surface level. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to do that, you got to go in, I think. And I, I think it wasn't like them being scared to go in and get backlash for it. I think it was just like, we got Jamie Foxx in this big budget. Let's make a badass action movie. Yeah. And, you Which know. Which is fine if that's what you're doing. Maybe the original plot had more of that and they were like, hey. How about another fight scene instead? Yeah. Which I know the filmmakers, Henry Joost and uh, Ariel Schulman. Is it Ariel? Which one's the one that does Catfish? Great question. Neve does. Yeah, so I think it's Ariel. They've made, you know, they're made, they're known as kind of like independent filmmakers, you know, kind of, they don't make these big box office movies. um, And they've kind of just had this same kind of social commentary and other things. So I definitely think that was intentional. Like they made um, Nerve, which I know was kind of like, I think it was supposed to be like social commentary on just like the online community and whatnot. Apparently they did paranormal activity. I didn't know that. At least uh, Ariel Schumann did. Well, this movie did have $85 million budget. Um, you got to imagine a lot of that went to Jamie Foxx. Another good chunk went to Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I'm going to be honest. I don't know like how much a movie, like what's a lot for a movie budget. <laughs> you have smaller films. It's like, like someone from... who doesn't know baseball, like telling them batting average and them just being like, that sounds like a lot. Yeah, I mean, you have smaller films like from Bloomhouse, like scarier movies um, that have smaller budgets. Okay, so like a big, big movie like Avengers Endgame. What's their budget? Five hundred million, two hundred plus. Um, so and- eighty. Okay, so if Avengers Endgame is only two fifty, then eighty five is a lot. Because I would have thought Avengers Endgame was like half a billion. So Avengers Infinity War had a budget of three hundred and sixteen. So and that is that now. is the biggest possible fucking movie. They're going to throw as much money as they need to. No matter what you do, you're making your money back. What's 85 up? is pretty decent. Um, I'm trying to think of like a smaller... Joker had 55. Okay, so Joker. And that was a big name actor, big name director. Not a lot of fight scenes. Not a lot of CGI. Yeah. Not a huge budget. It mostly comes down to, you know... Uh, CGI practical stuff as opposed to how much you're going to need to spend on visual effects, how many big name actors you have. Apparently, uh, Walking Phoenix was paid four and a half million dollars for Joker. What? Just want to throw that out there. Let's see. Let's see the movie. Why did I get? I got signed out of all my documents. What is this? 
What is this crap? Ty? That's not good. I need you to have your documents here. What are you looking up? I was looking up another Joaquin Phoenix movie. It's not showing the uh, budget. Whatever. All right, so 12. Visual slash cinematography. I can't say slash cinematography. We need, I need I to change that. I can't say slash story. We need to stop these. To, to, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to get into a different line of work. Um, we need to stop using the word slash. Plot and story. Visuals and cinematography. Love it. What'd you give it for visuals and cinematography? 18. Okay. Do you want my score? Yes. 17. <laughs> Fuck. Um, look, man, for just, you know, I liked, I, I know, Ariel, again, Ariel Schulman and Henry Joost. I believe that's their names. I know I said that last time. I, um, they are like filmmakers, like the art comes first kind of deal. I only know this because of Casey Neistat, which we'll talk through characters, but it, they, they do seem like filmmakers where the art comes first. And you can kind of see that. Uh, they had really artistic, you know, just fight scenes and just the use of CGI was really artistic. It was enough, you know, to be kind of like that looks good, but not too much where it's just like Transformers and it's just a CGI fest. Um, some really cool shots, some really cool color grading. The sets on this were fantastic, I thought. Absolutely. Um, just even like the the first scene with um, Newt and Jamie Foxx going through that apartment, there was like different color changing. Those fucking know, the awesome. Rooms. Um, just that whole little apartment. I don't know if they used like an actual apartment complex, but with all the graffiti and everything, that was a great set. Um, and just a lot of stuff like the last fight scene, you know, there was some, just some cool ways they filmed it. Some cool, the colors, the, when they would go inside of the people's bodies and show like the pill working and, uh, I just, I liked it. It was a really unique way to film an action movie with CGI. And I thought it was done really well. Yeah. I, uh, the CGI looked great. I think, uh, machine gun Kelly knew, uh, the fire dude. Mm-hmm. He looked actually really good. Yeah. Uh, I was impressed with how good that looked. Better than Ghost Rider? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or, you know, Human Torch from Fantastic Four. Um, I, I think he looked really good, um, along with a couple of different, um, you know, people throughout the movie. Yeah. I think that fight scene with him through the building was fantastic. I think the one where the chick's trapped in the chamber, and it was almost like... I'm Trapped in the chamber? Trapped in the chamber. Um, it was almost like a one-shot. Where it's following through the glass and you see shit going on from inside that chamber as she's getting fucked up in front of the camera. But everything in the background is Jamie Foxx fighting everyone. Very, very cool, creative shot. Um, I think the shot where Jamie Foxx is driving with Robin and like he freaks out like the shit with his daughter Mm -hmm. and it's like flashing back and forth between both of them. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was very cool on how it was shot. It's just a lot of things. I think the fight choreography and all the fight shots looked great. The CGI looked really good. Um, really, really enjoyed how this movie looked. Um, I I always do this. Every movie. The more we talk about it, the more things I think of. I want to go back to plot slash story. Talk to <laughs> plot me. and story. Talk to me. How didn't the girl die when Jamie Foxx took the power pill? Hmm? Like the, Robin. How did Robin not die? Because... Jamie Foxx took that power pill and the people around him, like, yeah, he had some of his like Hadoukens, you know, like where he just threw his energy at people. But the initial, when he took it was just like a huge energy wave that like evaporated people. And she was right there. I think it was him. He has control over it. Oh, that's convenient. I think, I think the yellow lines coming off of him were supposed to be like, I'm making these. I just I also had the same problem. I was like, she's fucking dead. Well, because the initial I was like, the one was water's getting vaporized, yeah. vaporized all around him, and she's just standing there. <laughs> that, yeah, I didn't understand that. And then uh, to again circle back on that. What was the reasoning for 
him having powers experiment government experimenting while he was in the military right yeah it was government experiment a governmental experimenting trying to figure out how to give these people powers um it worked on him where he got his power and then apparently that shit was in his system while he got to baby making <laughs> um and it permanently was in yeah, his daughter where, where's the mom maybe explain that never yeah i never said maybe like oh she was so powerful that the mom died like maybe he was fucking while he was in that power state because he has to be active in his bloodstream but then so he was he, he was how how pistol he the daughter because the mom's the one that carries the daughter great question i don't know it's not like he was, he was like pistol fucking shrimp and fucking. the next he thing he knows he has a fucking. daughter <laughs> like where did this daughter come from i have no idea they again very basic plot slash story surface level a lot of holes in it if you want to pick at it yeah. did its job good enough key elements tie gave it a 15 i gave it a 16 <laughs> i don't even know why we do two separate scales at this point <laughs> um i think the action sequences were very good yeah i think the use of the superpowers and shit could have been better you could have had a big bad yeah that's what i said um, about plot slash story yeah you could have showcased you know one of the things was you take this and you can die Mm-hmm. Um, one and, person did do that and it was a background henchman and that was it yeah you know there could have been a point through the story where it's like oh shit Robin has to take it and she doesn't know if she's gonna die or not and then she yeah. takes it Some um, build some suspense that way yeah they could have used the idea of it more Um, other than that I, again I think I gave most of the points for visual cinematography how the fight scenes were shot the whole powerful you know some people have powers and shit yeah we saw a couple it wasn't a lot though yeah. The one dude fucking takes it and like hulks out. That was fucking cool. Yeah. He was the biggest bad, I would say. Yeah. There, um, well, there was two of them. There was the giant guy and then the guy in the the ship. And you, you could have got creative with it, but it was, you know, this guy takes it and now he's super strong and he punches through doors. Yeah. Jamie I did. Fox's was creative. I didn't know what the fuck was going on there. <laughs> I did like how one thing they did is like a little callback as they said um, when they were giving the presentation before the girl went in the chamber, they were showing all the different animals and the things they could do. To kind of, like, how humans were unlocking their DNA, similar to, like, how animals. And then they kind of piggybacked off that. So, like, they talked about the snake suffocating, you know, the, the mouse. And then the one guy, jo- Joseph Gordon, he has a hard name to say. Levitt fought, was, you know, twist, like, he broken limbs mm-hmm. and he was, like, choking him. And then there was the one guy they talked about, uh, I think it was the frog that would break its own bones to create sharp edges for attacks. And then the one guy had freaking like Wolverine frog or some shit like yeah. that. And yeah. then the one guy had that. So, I thought that was interesting. Uh what animal freezes itself? What animal catches on okay, fire? Okay, not all of them. I thought that's how, because he said, he's like, you know, yeah. we get these powers from animals. That's true, yeah. I think it was like, we get these powers from animals, except for the accepted cool superhero powers that we're going to put in here anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm fine with it. Um, yeah, most of my points, again, just the, the cinematography, because it was definitely an intentional pretty looking movie the action scenes were great i liked all the action scenes they were um engaging i had one big point oh you mentioned there was no big bad and i mentioned that too i just rewrote it in my head better movie you know who the big bad is who one of his military training mates who also got tested on his daughter <laughs> <laughs> um they take the pill and they also have like jamie fox powers and you just have this epic last battle where it's just like Jamie Foxx and this guy going crazy. I will say Jamie Foxx's powers, I don't know what was going on. It was creative, though. Yeah. <laughs> it looked fucking cool. <laughs> and then, okay, and that was another plot slash story. It was like before he even took the pill, I'm like, he's going to take the pill. 
He's going to wipe out these guys. He's going to be dying. Oh, no, my dad. Oh, and then something's going to happen. And then field. Yeah. I didn't expect field. I don't know what it was going to be. but Oh, I, I 100%. I was like, oh, his daughter makes the power. She's going to fucking heal him. I was like, duh. I felt like I, when I was watching it, this one point I wanted to bring up. I'm glad I remembered. It reminded me of uh, Force Awakens, the Force power. <laughs> Where they just like give each other their force to keep them alive. Just like, we're going to create this plot point because we need it. And then uh, at least they didn't kiss afterwards like Kylo Ren and... Uh, that would have been weird. What's her name? Ray. I don't remember. The movie was whatever. Yeah, 16 out of 20. Though. That's about 8 out of 10. Maybe that's a little high in hindsight. I really like the fight scenes. Though. I liked the fight scenes. And I think that, you know, I gave it credit for visuals on how they were shot. Yeah. They were also very entertaining fight scenes, which I think this was meant to do. Another yeah. key element, it was set in New Orleans. Who that going to beat them? Oh, Saints. I- Dude, Saints win. Loved it. It took you so long to mention that. that I know. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's wearing a Saints jersey the entire time. I was for characters. Time. Gleason. Fucking loved it. Okay, characters. What'd you give it for characters? You gave it a 16. I also gave it a 16. Why do we do this? <laughs> Why do we do what? Two scales. We don't need it. <laughs> I liked jo- I liked Jamie Foxx's character. I think he did a good enough performance. Um, you know, he was good. I liked the Robin character. Mm-hmm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, that scene with Robin's mom was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Where he Where shows showering. up and, yeah, yeah. and gets naked. Yeah. Um, the characters were good. It, it was entertaining characters. Again, not super complex character arcs or anything. Very much Jamie Foxx. I need to find my daughter. Uh, it's been done yeah. before. I liked the Robin character a lot. Yeah, she was good. She helped drive it. Um, I know Jamie Foxx's character was done before, but... If you're going to cast that character, I think Jamie Foxx is an excellent person to cast. Oh, he's fantastic in this movie. He's, he's just he's a badass. He plays that role. He's not going to blow you away with his acting chops, which I don't know. Maybe he has like He's a, an Oscar winner. That's what I was going to say. Maybe he has an Oscar winning. Wasn't it Django? <laughs> it's Django. There's D is silent. And I believe it's for Ray, where he played the blind piano. Ray Charles? Yeah. Django. Um, <laughs> yeah, Levitt, again, he was just kind of like the, the typical, you know third star he was the kyle kuzma um <laughs> he just it was like every movie like this not every movie but most movies like this have to have like that third guy that fucks something up in act two to propel it to act three that is connected to one of the main characters but not connected to the other like i feel like i've just seen that a million times he was connected to robin he wasn't connected to jamie fox and then he fucked it up by not letting jamie fox you know kill the guy well he didn't really fuck it up but um, and then he arrests Jamie Foxx, and it's the whole, you find out, you know, Jamie Foxx convinces him that the government's against him. And it's just kind of like, been there, done that with that. Um, but again, I liked Robin. I liked Jamie Foxx. I just wish there would have been a big bad. That would have helped this more. Yeah, I, I gave it credits for the main three. There was no villain character. Yeah. There was the corporation and the drug itself. Yeah. There was not a character to give it credit for, so I can't give it any more. My score is really just driven by Robin. I think she's the best performance, and I know she's a relatively unknown actor, actress. Um, at least, I mean, unknown by me doesn't mean much. You could be an A-lister and be unknown by me, let's be honest. Um, so this could definitely be like a career, because it's a big movie, man. I mean, it's not going to win awards, but there's a time when movies aren't coming out. Um, it's on Netflix, trending number one on Netflix. Everyone's on Netflix. You're starring next to Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and good performance you know she was probably the most complex character definitely uh having you know to battle you know she's trying to make ends meet for her grand for her mom because mm-hmm. her mom has diabetes and she's selling these pills you know just for that and she doesn't seem like she really wants to but she has to and um 
the mom. Yep. What do you think was going on this whole night for her? Great question. <laughs> I thought about that. I was like, I think she's just like sitting there. She's very bored. She doesn't have her phone. Yeah. <laughs> and the audacity. I mean, I think about things differently. I'm, I'm not deducting it for this reason, but like if I'm her mom and her mom shows up the next morning, right? And like, yeah, I'm happy she's alive and she's got a bunch of money. But then to still show up with a fucking can of soup, like, bitch, I ate dinner 12 hours ago. Like, I don't want that soup no more. Like, joke's on you. I went into a diabetic coma because I didn't eat. <laughs> Thanks for the soup 12 hours late. I know it was like a symbolic thing. But, yeah. Um, no, I, I agree. I think she was the best character. And then uh, Casey Neistat, just probably my favorite YouTuber, and he was in it. So that just helps it. There you go. Have you ever watched a Casey Neistat vlog? Nope. I would recommend it. He doesn't do them anymore. He now lives in LA, but he used to live in New York and he would vlog. He vlogged every day for like 500 days straight. It's insane. Yeah. And, uh, he's just like lives a really interesting life in New York city. I would watch those. See Mr. Beast gave away an Island. I did. <laughs> I did see that. Pretty cool. Today in YouTube news, <laughs> Mr. Beast, man, it's fucking just awesome. Going off on a tangent. It's fucking awesome. He's been doing gaming. Yeah, I've watched a few of those, not all of them. And sometimes he'll give away money, but a lot of times it'll just be like stupid challenges for the gaming videos. Yeah. And he's running the gaming channel to run his main channel at a loss. What do you mean? He's not making money off his main channel. He's running the gaming Has channel. Has he said that? Yes. Oh, wow. He's making his gaming channel and his side channel to make up more money, to spend more money to like do charities and shit and give away. So his main channel isn't making him any money. Well, he's totally like the example of like clickbait back in the day, but he actually follows through on it. Yeah, it's fantastic. He did it. He actually, ironically, did an interview with Casey Neistat, uh, I think like two years ago now, and pretty much said like his first year, even being like a huge YouTuber, like didn't profit like at all, like yeah, enough just, to make ends meet. But It works though, because, you know, he makes all this money and he could just keep it and make mediocre videos, but he just keeps doing more and more shit. I think he's reached a point though, where like he's so big. He could do like, but I know it's probably a personal thing where he wants to keep out doing himself, but I feel like it's like, you could probably give away 10 K and probably still get views. You don't have to give away a $700,000 Island. Yeah, he doesn't, but that's how he keeps people coming. I mean, that's crazy, especially with ad revenue down. I don't know how he's making ends meet, but I, what I always think about is the tax implications and all that. Yeah, he's talked about it. Well, it's not as much for him, but for when he gives away an island to someone who is not Mr. Beast. I mean, Chandler is one of the main guys on the channel. He's fine. Yeah. But, like, he's talked about that. He's like, I feel bad. Do I pay their taxes? Like, (laughs) I give them this big prize, and then it's like, hey, now you owe, you know, $25,000 in taxes. Which, that just brings, like, taxes are kind of stupid. I mean, you like roads. Well, taxes in general aren't stupid. Taxes on that are stupid. (laughs) The way, yes, the way taxes work can be very stupid. At least he doesn't live in California. His YouTube channel would be dead. Well, yeah. Well, you don't get taxed either on YouTube revenue. No, that's, that's the issue. You have to independently pay your taxes after you give oh someone $150,000. His four, his, what did I pay? What is it, the 1099? Yeah, I think so. I've had to pay a 1099. I can only imagine what Mr. Beast's 1099 is. It's got to be a pain He's in the ass. He's paying like $400,000 on his 1099. It's got to be a giant pain in the ass. He probably has someone very smart doing it for him because I think his mom does it all for him. <laughs> sure, makes a lot of money. How did you enjoy this movie, Ty? Jason, down to the enjoyment part of our scale here, I gave it a fifteen. Fourteen. <laughs> Which fourteen out of twenty for me, seven out of ten, pretty solid. Falls in the category, just barely falls in the category of 
I would not go out of my way to watch again, which doesn't mean a lot for me because there's a lot of movies that fall into that range. But I would watch it again, and I would recommend it to someone who has not watched it. Time going over to my parents for dinner tomorrow. Okay. I will be recommending this movie to my father. Yeah. Well, that's this is a movie he would love. I'm, I'm, it's a fun movie. It was a fun watch. I wasn't bored. I enjoyed the whole thing. Did it? Did I wake up the next day thinking about it? No, I Me didn't. neither, because I watched it this morning. That's fine. I haven't woken up the next day yet. <laughs> um, you know, but I mean, maybe a little bit with the Robin character. A little bit. I'm thinking of what they could have done to make me think about this movie the next day. <laughs> yeah. It was a fun watch, though, dude. It's Especially right now, it's one of the better fun watches on Netflix. Yeah. Honestly. Is it better or worse? Now, you, um, I haven't seen this movie. Six Underground. Oh, way better than Six Underground. Oh, okay. Six Underground is just, there's, it's stupid, but it's just, it's funny stupid. Again, he like drifts into like a fruit stand and the fruit stand blows up. Unironically. (laughs) It's fucking awesome. Yeah. This is a much better movie than that. This has at least something going on with, you know, good performances. Yeah. And like I said, it's a movie where if it's on, you know, I'd probably watch it. Um, but I'm not going to go out of my way to turn it back on. It didn't, it wasn't like super thought provoking. Um, it was a good action movie, really well shot for an action movie. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. And, um, yeah, solid score. Not great. Solid. It's got a 76 out of a hundred for me. 76 out of a hundred, 75 for me. Jesus. 75.5. 75.5 total score. Jason puts it right under King of Staten Island. Correct. Yep. That is number 18 on our ranking in between King of Staten Island and major league, which King of Staten Island movie was way better than major league. You think? I mean, you gave Major League a 73. So, yeah. Three points better. That's pretty big. That's a big... Number. I gave it a 74. So, I was a little lower on this movie. Okay, so it's 72.5 in... and 75. That's a big difference. There's major League, yeah, Major League 73.5. This movie, two points better. I thought you said I gave it a 73. You did. And you gave it a 72. 74. Oh, okay. It's so, it's right below better. King of Staten Island? Yep. And what's above King of Staten Island? Rise of Skywalker and Prisoners tied at 77 and a half. I strongly disagree with Rise of Skywalker. That was an old review. Daniel um, wants us to review a movie. What I, is it? I, because I brought this up because um, he really loves Prisoners. He said Prisoners is one of his top ten favorite movies of oh, all time. That's not that good of a movie, man. Yeah, I mean. He also said Wally is objectively bad. Again, I... I laid into him a little bit. I unfollowed your guys' pod. It was followed for maybe 15 minutes before you texted me. And I was like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> um, I don't remember what the name of it is. I'm going to have to ask him. But he wants us to review it. He said it's the best movie he's ever seen in his life. Let me text him right now, and he'll probably respond before we're done. What's the movie you want us to watch? Um, what about Birds of Prey? I just want to remind everyone. Where's Birds of Prey up? On Birds of Prey way up, 84 and a half. I gave it an 88. You gave it an 81. So don't be staring at me. You still think it was six points, seven points better? Four Five. points? I don't remember what you gave it. I just panicked. Uh, that's probably out fair. Birds of Prey is definitely – I would give Birds of Prey one point better in every category. <laughs> Maybe not visuals. Actually, that's good. Uh, the Inevitable Defeat of Mr. and Pete. What? The inevitable defeat of Mr. and Pete. Inevit- Maybe that'll be our bad movie of the month. <laughs> <laughs> One of his favorite movies. It's oh, Mr. and Pete. 86 on Rotten Tomatoes. 2013 drama, two hours long. 
It stars Jennifer Hudson, Skylin Brooks, Jennifer Hudson, the Ethan. S- the sons of two drug-addled hookers must fend for themselves after one mother's go missing and the other is arrested. Anthony Mackie. Oh yeah, he was telling me about that. We'll we'll pencil that in sometime in the future. Maybe I'm, get him to guest star on it. I will say we're having a lot of new releases coming out, yeah, but this so is gonna... this is on the list for when we uh, when we need a little bit of content. Yeah, Jason, you gave it a seventy-six, correct? Project yes. Power. Yes. Okay. Now I want to say uh, end the show with something because we didn't have anything afterwards, but I thought of something as we're doing this. Before we're done with this. Okay, continue. I wanted to touch on this. Project Power is sitting at sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, fifty-four audience score. Yeah, that's bad. I strongly disagree with the audience score, especially for a movie like this. I can see maybe critics don't love it. I, I think the the visuals should give it a little bit more. I think them even touching on the stuff with Robin, um, you know, and the so, system so, being against yeah. an African-American girl. I think people were, uh, were racist downvoting this, truthfully. And You think so? I, I really do. I was I wasn't sure just because it was so brief. You know, I would have wished they went more on it. Um, it was so brief that I thought it wouldn't get hate things because people that really didn't like people that were really racist wouldn't get that far into the movie to begin with. <laughs> um, I I don't know how else it gets that bad of an audience score. And I mean, going through a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Some of them are like, you know, whatever. That one's in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> I think a couple of them, it was an issue with, oh, you know, don't touch on that. Well, it's seen, I've seen a few right now. Expectations. I've already seen uh, two that said their expectations were really high after the trailer. Is this a case of having too good of a trailer? I mean, you can never have too good of a trailer because a good trailer means you make more money. But It's true. Yeah, see this one. You watch the trailer, you expect a firework of action, but what we really get is an average movie with a well-known storyline. Plot was mediocre. Why portray Fishback's character as anti-education? That is not what her character is. <laughs> anti-education? Oh, my God. Some Pro- people fucking make me laugh. Jake G is probably a, a teacher. Boy, that was worse than mediocre. That's all this review says. I read a couple the other day. I couldn't find them right now. Terrible, horrible, cringe festival movie starring Jamie Foxx and the side guy from Inception. I know Netflix is trying to get... Whoa, into- man. Side guy from The Dark Knight Rises. I know Netflix is trying to get into superhero movies, but not like this. This is too dumb, and there's no heart at all in this movie. There are no relatable characters, and I'll probably forget about this movie in about two minutes after finishing this. Okay, this review is kind of pretty funny. Uh, if Netflix wants a superhero franchise, buy a real superhero, but all the good ones have been taken. <laughs> <laughs> Yawn, formulaic, underwhelming. The trailer makes it seem like an action-packed hero movie, but it's a terrible. But it's terrible. Do not waste time on it. Trailer makes it seem like an action-packed hero movie, but it's just an action-packed hero movie. It's a very sad, poetic attempt to create a pseudo-action-filled drama. I mean, I guess if I'm just blown away then by the audiences being that critical of the story. I know that's weird. Maybe it's just expectations. You see Jamie Fox in superpowers. Oscar and, winner Jamie Fox and superpowers. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I was wrong. I read a couple. Maybe it was a minority of them. I just thought we'd, I'd touch on it because I was blown away how low the score was. Okay, last one. I cannot believe Joseph Gordon-Levitt agreed to be in this dumpster fire of a movie. He needs to fire his agent. I couldn't decide if the movie was on purpose trying to be bad as a spoof of something. A weird storyline with a super soldier looking for his daughter with superpowers. A dr- drug addict top cop. A little street drug slinger. 
I think they even made the point in the movie at some point that she's better off rapping and selling drugs than staying in school. But who knows at this point? Oh, this... Oh, I clicked show more and there's a lot. I think I saw that one. Then we have magic pills with little constant fire tornadoes in them that will give you a superpower for five minutes. Pills look fucking cool. Don't shit on that. Wow, I wonder how long it took the writers to come up with that bit of forced excitement time limit. But gasp, it can only make you explode. The last bit of info was not used in any meaningful way in the movie except for one background thug blowing up. We did actually say that. I agree with that. We also have a, a cable cabal of what is supposed to be government people pushing these pills to test it on the inner cities before they take it take it because laboratories and science do not exist. Finally, you get Jamie Foxx doing his best impression of Jamie Foxx. A quick cut to how awesome he is. Him looking into the distance all forlorn and some more action shots of him being so awesome. That get, sounds cool. And guess what? Per his contract, he saves the day again because he is so awesome. I, <laughs> I'll stop you when you're wrong, but Jamie Foxx is awesome. I'm be honest, not a great singer. I mean, he's got a couple. He's on that one Kanye West song. I just remember he did the, the Gold Digger. It's a song. <laughs> I just remember he did the um, national anthem one time. I think it was a boxing match. Him or Fergie? I don't know. I didn't listen to Fergie's. Fergie's was the really funny one with the NBA All Star Game where everyone was laughing. At oh, her. I thought that was Mariah Carey. No, that was Fergie. <laughs> Are you sure that was Mariah Carey? I'm 100 percent sure it wasn't Mariah Carey. I just looked up, um, to wrap up the show, celebrities with uh, animals in their names. Jamie Foxx. Ranks 25th out of 25 on this page. Oh, my God. Let's fucking run through it. I'll run you down from Joaquin 24. Phoenix. Phoenix has got to be on there. I, Phoenix is more like a cre- like a mythical creature. Exactly. That's fucking cool. I'll run you from 24 to 1. 24, Kitty Wells, old actor. Her picture's in black and white. 23, Dick Wolf. Trouser Snake. 22, Howlin' Wolf. That's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> That's pretty fucking cool. 21, Larry Bird. I mean, yeah. Oh, who's the more famous fox, Ty? Jamie Foxx or Megan Fox? This list says Megan Fox. Jamie Foxx, no. Uh, Pearl S. Buck. I don't know who that is. Like a deer. Okay. Florence Nightingale. I think a nightingale's a bird. A bird. Uh, Walter Trout. Mike Trout's not on this list. I'm going to tell you that now. <laughs> but Walter Trout is. Okay. Never heard of him. Um, Newt Gingrich. I think he's a politician. Newt Lizard. Robin Williams. Bird. Tiger Woods. My favorite animal. <laughs> Cheryl Crow. Bird. <laughs> Adam Ant. Ant-Man. John Cougar Mellencamp. Cougar. Who is that? That, that sounds like a name of a serial killer. I'm going to... Riley, if Riley knows, oh, he's a net, he's a musician. Riley's gonna laugh at that because she's gonna be like, "Jason, how are you so stupid?" <laughs> that sounds like a serial killer name, though. Uh, I wouldn't take a ride from him if I was hitchhiking. Taylor Swift is a Swift an animal? A Taylor? I don't, I don't think either of those are. Wolf. She's a cat. She played a cat. <laughs> Wolf Blitzer. He's a it looks like football? he's a CNN guy. That'd have been fucking cool for football. Bob Crane. Like, hey, I wonder what call he played on defense. <laughs> Bob Crane. <laughs> Lance Bass, Cat Dealey. I've okay. heard of half these people. Samantha B. <laughs> what? Is it just is it actually B E E or is yeah. it like okay? Seal. Okay, yeah, hundred percent. Tony Hawk. Yes, fuck yeah. Michael J. Fox. Another Fox. Can you tell me who number one is? <sighs> no. <laughs> Bear Grylls. Okay, I would not. I would not say Bear Grylls is more famous 
than Michael Bear J. Grylls. Fox. <laughs> it, wait, it's not Bear Grylls? I'm pretty sure it's Bear Grylls. No. No. How do you pronounce Bear Grylls? Um, I, I could be wrong, but... How how to pronounce Bear Grylls? It's a video? It's a thing. I don't know. Hopefully there's not like a video that's going to... Grills. That's disappointing. I've literally spent my whole life saying Bear Grylls. Uh, this just made me think of Samantha Bee. Um, have you ever seen the Bee movie? Yes. Um, in it, the the fucking who's the nighttime host guy in it? The old white guy who's the nighttime host. Oh, this Johnny gonna, Carson. No, this is gonna piss me off, man. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. The guy who did um, the Letterman. Is it Letterman? Leno? Oh, this is going to fucking piss me off. Jay Leno? <laughs> uh, nighttime host name. Matthew Broderick. Chris Rock? Was it Larry King? Larry King. Dude, there's a lot of people in this movie. Holy shit. I mean, Jerry Seinfeld is one of the like, biggest fucking people in tv jerry seinfeld like, patrick warburton yep matthew broderick ferris bueller mm-hmm. john goodman yep renee zellweger who she looks familiar mm-hmm. chris rock yep larry king kathy bates oprah winfrey a lot of people in this movie so they usually came up with like creative names with like <laughs> b but uh what was the dude's fucking you, ju- you just said it Larry King? Larry King. He was just Larry B. King. That's how they made his name B-related. They just added a B to it. I think Michael B. Jordan just becomes Michael Jordan as a B. Okay. B-movie 2 starring Michael B. Jordan? Mm. And his name's Michael B. Jordan? No. Just Michael Jordan. They get rid of the B because it's already there. That's how you spin it. Or you spin it to know what's real life and what's the B-movie. So is he not a B? No, he is. No, he absolutely is. So next week we are um, <laughs> doing our bad movie review of the month. There's no new releases, right? Big time that we're missing to do this terrible movie. Um, there's possibly one decent sized release. I can't think of it. I well, we already committed. Yeah, uh, we're doing. It's already been a month. Well, it hasn't been a month actually. It's only been four weeks since Drop Dead Fred. But oh, do we do we wait to drop Fantastic Four? No, because we said we would do it on the last recording session of every month. It just so happened that Drop Dead Fred carried over into the next month. You're right. Okay. Fantastic Four. Jason, guess who it's starring? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. <laughs> okay. Um, Wait, are you, so you're saying he's, not, he's no longer Michael B. Jordan in the real world, but he is in the B movie as Michael B. Jordan? I don't know Michael what the fuck I'm saying, dude. They just added B to people's names, so what do you do if he's already got a B? You can't just... You just call him Michael B. Jordan. No, you can't just leave that, because then how do I know which one's the B one and which one's the actual one? Michael B. B. Jordan. <laughs> there we go. Now we're making progress. Oh, you're fucking dumb. Uh, Fantastic Four, starring Michael B. B. Jordan and uh, BB-8 Jordan. Miles Teller. I don't know who's in this movie. I've never seen it. Um, Dude who looks like our friend Ben. <laughs> who plays the character Ben. <laughs> yeah, you told me about that. It's a bad movie. I mean, hopefully you were smart and, you know, watch Fantastic Four first, washed it down with Project Power. Yeah. If you weren't smart, I apologize. Listen anyways. 
watch it anyways. So I have two movies that I'm already considering. Let's talk about them. For my bad movie next month. Have you ever heard of a movie called Norm of the North? I think I have. It's starring Rob it's a Schneider. Bear, right? Yeah. Okay. And the animation on it looks... They've made four of them. I don't know how. What the fuck? It's starring Rob Schneider. Um, I mean, we could watch the trailer afterwards. Me and Rye saw like the trailer for it in the movie theater, and it just looks so bad. It, 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. The other movie I'm looking at, and I need you to watch the trailer for this, because me and Rye watched the YouTube videos, like the worst animated movies of the 2010s, like by letter or whatever. This is a movie called Cargo. It is a total Cars ripoff. You got to put Cargo animated movie because there's a non-animated movie called Cargo. And it just looks so bad. But see, Norm of the North is like a movie that's trying to be good. Trying to be a cash grab. <laughs> so I feel like that might be... Cargo just looks terrible. So I don't know which one to go with. I know Cargo is probably worse. I think the issue with going with Cargo is this movie had no budget whatsoever. And it was intentionally... Uh... It's got Haley Joel Osment in it. That's the uh, I See Dead People Kid. It's also got a great casting for a car movie. Portia Williams. Fuck yeah. And Melissa Joan Hart looks familiar. She just looks familiar. I don't know (laughs) if I know her from anything. Oh, she was Serena the Teenage Witch. Okay. So that's some big names. Just child actors. It's Yeah, it's guys, people who can't find gigs anywhere else in Hollywood. That's tough. Uh, I can't find the budget. I don't think I don't think they paid to make this movie. Cargo animated. So yeah, Norm of the North would be funnier because it's like it has a big name actor, and it actually was in theaters. Um, but this movie just looks so fucking bad, Ty. <sighs> it grossed uh, forty four thousand dollars in the box office. Cargo did. It was a TV movie. It's rated TVG. Um, it's made more money in a in a box office than we have. It's true. It was released in 2017 too, so it's not like a. It was one of those like parallel movies where it came out the same time as Cars. This was just like 15 years later. They're like, you know, it would make a really good fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> and the animation's so bad on it. We'll watch. I'll have you watch the trailer once we're done recording. But it looks bad, dude. It looks uh, like Roblox. Yes. No, it definitely, definitely looks like Roblox. Maybe it was filmed on Roblox. <laughs> How do you direct a movie like that? James Colin Bresek directed this movie. Okay. Haven't heard any of the other movies he's produced or anything. Maybe if I went through all the list, I'd recognize at least one of them. He looks like he likes me. Ma- oh, Steven Seagal movie with DMX. What is what movies? Beyond the Law. Oh, he's a producer. He didn't direct that. Steven Seagal, man. He's, that guy's someone else. See the clip with him and fucking Daniel Cormier? Yeah. He's like, I'm going to need you to turn that off. (laughs) Steven Seagal actually, Leoto Machida did a front kick to the face and knocked someone out and credited Steven Seagal for teaching him that move. I just, I'm sure he did. I think he's like actually, he's like a black belt in Aikido or something like that. He's a black belt in a fighting style that is... Just dancing. It's like a pretty fighting style. No, that's Capicora, I think. I, he, I know I he is. Capicora. I know majority of MMA people consider him a joke. It's a keto. It's not. Capi- I, the only reason I know this is because I just rewatched Get Hard. Okay. And Will Ferrell does the Capicora or whatever it's called. <laughs> that's a good movie. You need to rewatch it. Have you ever uh, seen it? What, Get Hard? Yeah. Yeah, with uh, Kevin Hart. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It is funny. He keisters a sharp <laughs> yeah. uh, toothbrush. Yeah. Yeah, I I just exited out of everything. What well, do we got? I guess that's a it's a telling sign. 
So yeah, we got Fantastic Four. I don't know if we have anything planned after that, and then uh, probably Norma the North to end September. Maybe, maybe we talk about movies where two actors have been in multiple movies together. Miles Teller and Michael B. Jordan were in a movie with Zac Efron, so they've been in multiple movies together. So the list would just be Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, Adam yep. Sandler, David Spade. Um, we talk Seth about Rogan We rank. And- Groups of actors. Now we're getting somewhere. What, what are you saying this for? When? So next week? Yeah, with Fantastic Four. Go oh. along with it. Yeah, we could talk about it. <laughs> Best movies with numbers in their name. Oh, I bet I put Fantastic Four fourth. <laughs> As the best? Uh, who knows? Big Maybe Hero 6. Uh, seven years, 12 years a slave. Never seen it, but I know it's really good. Um, 21. That's a, that's a fun movie. You ever seen 21? It's a Blackjack movie. No. You fucking love Blackjack. How'd you know I haven't seen it? Because you just you just didn't say anything, and you love Blackjack. You would have said something. 42, 21 times 2. All right, maybe it doesn't make 4th. Maybe it makes 44th. What's another? Miracle on 34th Street? 30, 30, 30 seconds. 61. 60, gone in 60 seconds. There it is. Um, This is like a game. Just who can keep going and name movies with numbers in their name 17 again okay 13 going on 30 <laughs> you dick that was the next one i was thinking of oh <laughs> uh, okay can i just get all the oceans movies <laughs> nope what you can we could just literally count up is there an oceans one there's oceans 11 oceans 12 oceans 13 and oceans 8 i think there's got to be an oceans 9 no, Ocean's 8 was the recent one with the girls. Oh. Yeah. They cut back. Yeah. So we got some well, numbers to Well, they cut back. The girl, Sandra Bullock, was related to one of the guys in Ocean's 12. There was eight of them. That's what the number's for. How many people there are. Okay. Okay, well, I'm taking that. Ocean's all of them. <laughs> um, you know, we could just... We could just, just be sequels? Anchorman 2? <laughs> <laughs> too Fast, Too Furious. Fast 5. F8. The Fate of the Furious. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to lose this, aren't I? Oh, there's got to be a movie. Is there a movie? I don't want to say. If I say something wrong, I automatically lose. Mm, yes. Oh, 300. What the fuck's 300? The movie about oh, the Spartan. Oh, Mr. 3000. Oh, you dick. Mm, 2012. That's a good movie. I saw that in Universal City Walk. Um, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, fuck, dude. What the hell? I think I might lose this. You got anything else for the listeners, Jay? Or are you just going to take an L? Oh, there's got to be another movie with a number in it. Five, four, three, two. Be a good friend, everybody. First dates.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.